this is cool. This is supposed to work. Wow, this is crazy. Nice. Who gives a shit? Sure. This is unbelievable. I see. You know what? Buck Fim! Hey, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Buck Fim. We are just plowing through all the great guests that we have here today. I mean, today we have an awesome guest. We have Will Tompkinson coming in from Point Fuse, and we're going to be chatting about point clouds and how those point clouds can be transitioned into a new world of point cloud usage called meshing. So, Will, thank you for joining on the line. My, ple my pleasure, Dennis. Nice to see you again. Yeah, likewise. I mean, I feel like I always keep coming back to your team because, I, as you know, I'm a, I'm a software aficionado. I absolutely love working with different types of softwares, but this one was one that immediately floored me the second I started using it. Um, so, so, Will, you know what? Let's back up a little bit here. Give me a little bit of background of yourself. Well, where did you come from? How did you get into uh, PointFuse? So, uh, as you can probably tell, I've got one of these funny accents. I started my career back in Britain, um, worked for Ordnance Survey, the National Mapping Agency over there. My background's in geography and GIS and things originally. And then moved to Canada 13 years ago, 2007. Um, started working for Optech, or now known as Teledyne Optech, who manufacture LiDAR systems. And uh, then I moved on to Fugro, um, who are commonly known as the world's biggest surveying firm. And um, then, and then, in the intermediate time, um, I uh, a good customer, a good customer of mine when I was at Optech, who started operating the world's first mobile mapping system. Um, at Infoterra, who then became Astrium and now are part of Airbus. Um, that was the Optech link system. So Mark Senior, who was the lead on operating that link system, um, as I said, it was the first one in the world. Um, I was his sales. I was the. I was his primary point of contact at Optech. And uh, as the years evolved on, um, Mark and I hooked up again six years ago. Mark uh, founded this, uh, or co-founded, sorry, this software firm called PointFuse um, back in Britain. And um, we uh, joined up again and uh, we've been working through uh, the challenges of bringing reality capture and point clouds to uh, ever widening uh, audiences, especially within the digital construction space and facility management ever since. Awesome. I mean, that's that's one hell of a history. That's for sure. The uh, I, I love seeing the, you know, the growth of how a company becomes who they are today. It's It's good to see. So I mean, with that being said, the the growth of point clouds has been there too. They've been they've gone a long way in the past ten years. Uh, so, I mean, with that being said, what is what do you see as the major drawback for point clouds? Well, point clouds don't get me wrong are amazing data sources. You can see you can see everything that you want to be able to see. You know, it's it's, a, it's the best three D survey data set you're going to have of any environment which you capture it within. Um, but point clouds are large, they're cumbersome. Um, you often need specialist viewing software. Um, you there can there can be a there can be a lot of subject they can be subject to a lot of personal interpretation. Um, and let's be honest, not everybody is a point cloud specialist, but many people who need to use the deliverables from point clouds need to better access them, need to better understand what's within them. And so, 
yes, and so coming from the side of laser scanning, reality capture, you know, a constant challenge which we've had, regardless of the industry which we've been looking to implement these technologies within, is that we need to better, better translate all this wealth of information that we have in these awesome point cloud data sets into deliverables and data products that can be used better within the projects which practitioners actually want to use them within. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And I personally use point clouds quite frequently because we use laser scanning at WZMH mm -hmm. all the time. And we have just dealt with the punches as they came. That was, that was until we, you know, we, we discovered that meshing was a possibility. Uh, we, I remember when we were going back, oh geez, like two, three years ago, and I was trying to find a plausible option to be able to take and use these point clouds inside of a Revit environment, just purely in Revit to be able to establish something. Because I've seen the scan to BIM softwares coming out. There's been a lot of, you know, back and forth as to how that process should look. But I mean, from experience, viewing those point clouds in a Revit environment gets extremely heavy and there's tons of guesswork because you it, it all depends on the person cleaning it up to provide mm -hmm. you with that point cloud data and send it to you in order for you to interpret accurately. So yeah. how, how has point views helped with this daunting task? So um, fundamentally point views provides um, profit project efficiencies when converting point clouds into 3D models that can be used better within either digital construction related or facility management related workflows. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is that rather than you needing to get your head around how you're going to import this 300 gigabyte point cloud into Revit or whatever your software of choice is, um, we provide a series of automated processes. They are underpinned by some unique meshing algorithms that really point views was, was, was built on. Mm -hmm. um, but really our end game is to be able to provide these um, intelligent classified models um, or for our, for really for the user of the software to be able to produce these intelligent classified models um, that can be used seamlessly mm -hmm. within your 3D coordination software environment of choice or um, within your design software environment of choice. Yep. Um, the point fuse meshes um, are typically between a tenth or a hundredth the size of the original point cloud. That's huge. Um, and then on top of that, um, we've got some automated workflows in there that help you classify elements within that mesh that you've produced and really produce models which, you know, by the time you use them within your 3D coordination environment or or even or even within Revit, um, you don't have to think that this is three, this is laser scan data I've got in there. All you want, all you need to know is that now you've got as built data for that site which you're working on. That's true, and you know that speaks volumes. The for those of you who haven't worked with point clouds, especially like scanning and registering them, there's a huge thought process that goes in behind it when you're going out to site and having to put together a point cloud. And that's how you're going to end up using it in the end result software. 
The problem is, is the amount of time and effort that it takes to set up and chop up files and get things ready before you even go to registration, like that, that should not be something that we have to do. Mm-hmm. And so the big word that, that Will hears is, has been tossing around is classification. Like we, we don't get that capability easily within a point cloud software. So with registration time starting to gain in efficiency, yes, the new Leica product, the RTC, amazing, thank you, that's wicked. However, the the classification of the data in scanned BIM applications is still a very heavy task. So again, back to that point, how how important is that classification of assemblies to you? Well, it, it gives you the the labeling to be able to actually work with meaningful information when it comes to workflows such as scheduling and verification and clash detection just to just to name just a few you know with mm-hmm. within the 3d capture industry you know with those of us who've been working with point clouds um within research environments or commercial environments for the last 20 odd years you know the sort of the PS de la resistance with the sort of the, the ultimate game that we're, the ultimate goal which we've been trying to go ahead for has been um, having the best automatic processes for producing these models in the same way that a person digitizing a point cloud can produce them. Yeah. So you know we've been aiming for this PS de la resistance of hey let's press a button and suddenly we have you know the best Revit model we can ever have. Well, I'm sorry, folks, that technology, you know, we're still behind the eighth ball with that tech type of technology. Um, you know, don't underestimate, you know, your your brain and two eyeballs with regards to understanding for us as people being able to understand what's what's in a point cloud. What we what we try and do within point views is give you a set of automated, um, some automatic, but then but then a set of more interactive automated workflows that, that allow the um, mechanical engineer, the electrical engineer, you know, the construction specialist to be able to recognize and label the assemblies within their environment according to schemas that they understand. We know we've implemented, for example, I, uh, wizards for, for constructing IFC schemas within your model um, that can be consistent, can be standardized, can be relevant to your industry and give you the tools that allow you to be able to really classify your environment using your own expert knowledge, um, using really just a point and click mechanism. Um, so, and, and enable you to produce these models at typically 70% less project time than you would have spent had you digitized from scratch yeah. um, to produce these models which are, which are now compatible with your existing design data and whatever other data which you which you know you as an industry are using yeah no and it and it's crazy like we the first time i used this i was skeptical and you know this was i'm skeptical of every software i always go in with a uh with a reverse notion of it and when i was able to actually just click a button and have it separate out assemblies according to their normals so for in programming language, for those of you who don't understand, normals are the direction of items that face a, uh, that face a certain way. So it's essentially the the way the direction of an element in an a environment. So what it does is it actually separates out horizontal flat surfaces from vertical surfaces, from noise, which might be 
items that are underneath a certain size to, and then we'll put the rest of it on an uncategorized layer, which that's, that's obviously painting a very basic picture of the classification. But for those of you who have worked with point clouds in the past, having to determine this and, you know, activate normals within your Revit project and not being able to turn those items on or off in your project is very frustrating. So, I mean, you can obviously speak to this in more detail, um, Will, and I, I just want to bring up the point that Autodesk, yes, they just did re come out with, uh, so that you don't know, uh, Auto Autodesk Recap 2022, they came out with a scan to mesh capability, but does it actually compete? <laughs> well, you know, we, 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 we are mesh, you know, we do, you know, our software is meshing software, you know, the deliverables from point, from one of the workflows and point views are meshes. They have to be meshes for yeah. for the computer bed to better visualize a 3D model. Yeah. I mean, that's it needs mesh surfaces. Mm -hmm. um, but our meshes are fundamentally different to what I'll term traditional meshes. So if you produce a traditional mesh, you're going to produce a big three-dimensional surfaced model that um, it's essentially a it's essentially a, a data blob. Um, yeah. it's, it's usually being produced by essentially making a dot to dot diagram, so a triangulation diagram between all the points in your point cloud, and you have this beautiful looking mesh model that's produced, mm -hmm. which where you can see surfaces, recognize recognizing the point cloud. The difference is, is that when you zoom into it, you're seeing surfaces as opposed to gaps between points. Yeah. But when you use that data product from a traditional meshing, from traditional meshing software, you, mm -hmm. you're essentially still needing to only use it as background. So if you brought that into Revit, you'd just be using that as, as, as background, as, as background information to digitize to, or you'd be bringing that into your visualization software. And again, will look beautiful. You better interpret what's going on in, in your environment. But when it comes to trying to, trying to edit that mesh, you can't break it up with a, whereas with a point fuse mesh, We've got a unique meshing algorithm that splits the uh, fundamental surfaces that you will see in your model into their own entities. So what I mean by that is that one um, one wall in your in your building will typically be one surface in the model. Yep. And if you click on that surface, you'll see that the point fuse algorithm has made that surface into its own individual entity within that model. Mm -hmm. Now, because we're now able to assign these automatically assign these discrete entities to um, shapes in the, in the scene. So your walls, your individual pipes, um, it means that now you can now start attaching attribution to those surfaces in the mesh model. Mm -hmm. And when you export that as an IFC or an FBX or even an, even an NWC for Navisworks, any classification, any naming, any labeling that you apply to those surfaces is preserved in the model in, the, in that downstream environment. And um, what it means essentially is that when you bring those models into your 3D coordination environments, 
Um, so your BIM 360s, your Navisworks, your Vistos, um, you essentially have a labelled 3D model supported <laughs> regardless of whether or not it's come from a point cloud or not. Oh, yeah. Um, no, and, and, what, and what that also has enabled us to do is further develop workflows which um, produce derivative products such as parametric models from that from that mesh model so because we classified the mesh model um point fuse has got additional workflows in what we term this what we call the space creator module okay. which um produces bim lod 200 type um That's ifc amazing. object models now which essentially revit will take in and convert to revit families and not want to spit out like many other externally. <laughs> so, and that's, and that's given a further range of workflows for our clients that's working, especially within space measurement and the facility management industries. Yeah. That's amazing. So, that so, so it's, it's really, it's really giving intelligence to what would other by otherwise be just visual mesh data sets. Yeah. And you know what, this like separating it out and providing a more honed down approach to this, it, it really, you know, it, it really simplifies this proverbial shit show that we have to deal with on a day to day basis. It's been, uh, it's been insane to say the least to try and convert a, a model that was produced in a point cloud and even from a large scale mesh, which I have tried. And for those of you who have tried a mesh, like a full scale FBX mesh, and tried to bring it into any software. Um, if you want to see your computer light on fire, that's, uh, you know, give it, give it your all. It's amazing. But so, I mean, obviously this is expanding, things are improving. And with that being said, like, what does the future of point fuse hold for companies trying to quickly convert, you know, point clouds to BIM? Well, what we're increasingly seeing is, um, especially the larger construction firms mm -hmm. are implementing point fuse as a fundamental enterprise wide step mm -hmm. um, to assist the management of any point clouds connected for collected for any project. Yep. So what, what, what bringing point fuse in does is give a standardized way to convert that point cloud into a structure which is yep. um, which which can be, which is compatible with any of their three D coordination tasks or digital construction tasks or even building wider um, digital twin related enterprise models um, or the, of the sites that they're working on. So you know what we're seeing are um, large VDC teams purchasing multiple licenses of of point views which is, is really facilitated by you know a structure we have related to um, using full licenses and also what we call point views teams licenses okay to really enable scalable data management workflows that allow point clouds across multiple projects to be to be used more effectively simultaneously mm -hmm. and and by reducing the time that it takes to convert that point cloud into to, into essentially something more usable, yeah. what we're finding is that point clouds and laser scanning services are now actually being used at 
far more frequent intervals throughout the project. True. So, so traditionally, you know, what might have happened is that a, a site might have been scanned once, and then the then the then the construction firm may have waited two to three weeks for their Revit model or similar to be produced um, at whatever cost. Um, and essentially, what it means is that those types of stuff. But so, although they they got they got a initial as built for the site, mm-hmm. what it meant is that those types of time time scales meant that it just wasn't always feasible to come and scan and model again at other phases throughout a construction project as well. So true. And now what we're finding is that because we're reducing that time by by seventy percent to produce a model that can be used in verifying that site. It means that the contractors are able to use scanning far more frequently through the project yep. and are able to benefit from this from the project savings um, that come from um, processes such as clash detection sure. at far more regular intervals throughout the entire project. And all that's going to do is just essentially, you know, reduce costs, increase margin enable projects to be delivered ever more compa- ever more competitive competitively yeah yeah definitely so i mean obviously the hardware side of it is a big part of it too the mm-hmm. you know i'd love to see the future where this is going uh, the scanning applications are getting insane we're starting to see you know lidar happening on the iphone which is a good start it's not quite there yet i've had the opportunity to use it myself the um but you know a, a great great step in the right direction so i i mean with you know hardware and software starting to become more ingrained as you've seen with the uh, rtc from leica the uh, do you foresee point clouds being converted to mesh within the scanners like is that something that point fuse has looked at <laughs> well i think i think you know really there are you just i think i think Sort of scanning hardware and software are always going to continue to are always going to continue to to evolve in parallel to each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, systems such as the RTC collect incredibly detailed data point cloud data data sets, and depending upon what scanner settings you use, mm-hmm. incredibly large data sets as well. Yeah. And you know what we always have to remember is that when you're processing point clouds. It's a it's it's really magnifying your ma- your math problem, you know, by a meaningful every time kind of thing. You know, as soon as you scale up the, the volume of data you're having to process, of course, to actually do the computations required for any automated process, mm-hmm. is you're gonna require additional resources, potentially additional time as well. Yeah. And so, you know, we if you know if you're gonna start doing this in the field, well theoretically you can be meshing in the field already. I mean you just need to be you just need to have a big enough laptop in your truck. Um, you know, we have clients who do that already. You know, they they'll mesh they'll mesh their point cloud before they leave sites, and and and, vis- and visualize you know what they've just scanned and before before they leave site again. Um, whether or not we see you know output mesh outputs come from the scanners and that sort of thing, well, you know, I think I think we're all reliant upon you know increase in, increases in in you know the computer processing capability and that sort of thing on these types of systems. But fundamentally, you know, in our minds, you know, we want to make sure that Point Fuse maintains it remains a software of choice for converting any type of point cloud, whether or not it be from your iPhone or from your handheld scanner or from your terrestrial scanner or from your mobile scanner. 
um, awesome. into into a data model that can be used um, far more efficiently um, in the downstream processes. Because you know, at the end of the day, we would love it if you know, as a, as, a, as an industry, um, we're making increased, far more increased use of reality capture data and three D data in general. Yep. So for those of you who can't see the YouTube channel, uh, I am holding up a Faro Focus M70 scanner. This is one that I use every day on site. So I, I had been mentioning the RTC quite a bit, but uh, I actually do use a Faro here. And, you know, we, um, regardless of where the data is coming from, there's a lot of crazy devices out there. The one thing that Will just said is like the the data comes in all forms, but being able to to parse it and sift through it and categorize it, put everything into a nice, you know, multifunctional usable mesh is so key. And if you haven't, get a trial, try it out because the software does work and it works very well and it does help with your process. Um, and you know, this is a, this is just a personal personal opinion this is not a plug i mean there's that there's the red point fuse stuff all over will's body there and that's uh, that's okay because they should be tooting that horn they've done a great job creating this software and you know kudos to you kudos to the team i'm uh, i'm happy to see where it's going to go and hopefully i'll be using it soon on my next project so we'll uh we will see but you know what will thank you for jumping on the line it's always a pleasure to have you on the um you know, keep us posted on everything new that's coming on Point Fuse. And for the listeners, make sure to uh, go check out the website, test out the product, you know, and have some fun with it. Make your Point Cloud life easier. So that's thanks. pointfuse.com. That's pointfuse.com. And you can download a trial directly from the website. Thanks so <laughs> much, Dennis. No problem. Thank you very much, Will. And for everyone else, keep on bimming. Take care. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Bye bye.